Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Oh, Great Luke, yes. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell you? Nope. We gon' expose them. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin? Right. 
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard theater To cite to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, shalom, 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 shalom. I hope this is coming across clear. I pray I'm coming across clear. Hello, 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 hello. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome once again. To another episode of Bible Talk. Uh, my name is Mashab. I'm one of the teachers here with, with uh, Bible Talk. Uh, we try and produce Bible Talk every Monday through Thursday, and we try and do it from 10 a.m. in the morning, Central Standard Time, Texas time, to about about uh, 12 noon. All right, um, and then again on Friday nights uh, from 8 p.m. Uh, to about 10 p.m. Um, again every Friday night, uh, Monday through Thursday. You have myself, you have the brother um, Tazapa. Um, do uh, we go back and forth on Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays? But we're about to make an addition to that. You know, the Lord says the same, and we're about to add uh, Brother Nagaya back to the schedule, back on back online. You know, uh, I, ha- I had dinner with him a couple of days ago, and that was that was it was great uh, reuniting with, with a, a brother and a friend. Um, and the brother has a lot to offer. Right, the brother Nagaya has got a lot to offer as far as life experience, as far as practicality and, and his perspective and angle on history, it, it, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. So we, uh, we, we're in the works of adding him to the lineup and bring, bringing back his style of tea and bringing back his, his, his light um, to Israel. Um, we, so we look forward to that. We just try to work out the, the, the logistics. Uh, if his day is going to be on Wednesdays, of his day is going to be on Sundays, all right? So please stay tuned and look, as, as we look forward to bringing the brother Nagaya back uh, uh, back to enlighten all of us, okay? Back to enlightening all of us. With that being said, um, as you know, we have school locations across, across the country. Uh, here in San Antonio, um, uh, we have a school called the Sword of Truth, not right? the Sword of Truth, which is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201. San Antonio, Texas, 78218 being the address here, all right? They have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. And then on, again, on Saturdays, they have Sabbath class, all right, on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. You can catch them live, all right, whenever, whenever they go on air live, whenever they have a class, at their YouTube page at Sword of Truth San Antonio, all right, at Sword of Truth San Antonio. So we ask that you please check them out. Um, at their class times and schedules, and you you know the drill. Uh, um, uh, subscribe, like, and share. All right, subscribe, like, and share. All right, for our school in Houston, in the Houston, Texas area, which is located, which is called the SOW um, Houston, Texas Stream of Wisdom, which is located at 231 FM Road 292, Stafford, Texas 77477, being the address there. They have classes every uh, Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then again, again on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then again, again on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 
to 2 p.m. Right? You catch them live on YouTube every Wednesday, right? which is tonight. Tonight. You catch them live tonight, every Wednesday, on their YouTube channel, Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom. That's S-O-W, Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom. Tonight, starting at, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. All right? And then, again, on Saturdays, they have class starting at 10 a.m., going to about 2 p.m., all right? And that's for our school there in Houston, the SOW, Houston, Texas, the Stream of Wisdom. For our school in Norfolk, Virginia, located at 2610 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, the address there. Um, they have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then again on Saturday, starting at 12 noon. Again, these times are Eastern Standard Times, all right? Um, you can catch them live on their Facebook Live, all right? Catch them live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all right? Um, you can catch their YouTube YouTube channel every Friday night uh, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the SOW Stream of Wisdom, Norfolk, Virginia, all right? At the SOW Stream of Wisdom, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, all right? Uh, that's every Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday starting at 12 noon. Hey, and again, click uh, subscribe, like, and share. All right, they, all these brothers and these families have have dedicated a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of spirit, a lot of energy, uh, in putting together these classes, putting together these 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 um, this wisdom, knowledge, understanding, these experiences that, that the Most High has given them to share uh, uh, with, with the rest of the world. So. Um, like again, subscribe, like and share, um, and let's help get this message out. Right? Let's help get this message out to the rest of the world. For our school in the Rochester, New York area, which is um, S O W Rochester, New York Stream of Wisdom. Right? That's S O W Rochester, New York Stream of Wisdom, which is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, Suite Number One A, Rochester, New York 14606. All right. They have classes every Tuesday. Thursday and Friday as well. And you can catch them on their YouTube channel, SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom. That's headed by the brother uh, Priest Zion, doing one heck of a job up there, uh, leading uh, uh, and, and, and awakening the, the sheep up there in the Rochester, New York City area. All right? They have class every, again, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and again on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. All right? Other YouTube sources that are available for you are at the Hidden Truth Bible Show on YouTube, the Israelite Media Corps, that's the Israelite Media Corps, and that's C-O-R-P, um, Five Minutes of Wisdom. Uh, that, that Kazaki is doing one great job with that. Him, with, with the help of the brother Ariel, the brother um, uh, Bahar Gabar, and the brother Shakar Gabar, they are really knocking some stuff out of the park. All right? Great, great, great flow, great, great energy. Check out Five Minutes of Wisdom, the Israelite Media Corps, uh, and Hidden Books, uh, which, which is, is, is specializing in reading scriptures. If, if you're one of the brothers like myself or, or sisters like myself that needs that ambiance, that background music, the background noise, that white noise, whatever, to help you fall asleep, Hidden Books is for you. All right? Hidden Books is for you. It's the brother Ariah. And, you know, the brother's got one of the most uh, angelic voices Biblically angelic voices that you ever want to ever want to uh, ever want to listen to. When I say biblically angelic, is like what the scriptures describe how Christ's voice is in Revelations, the voice of many waters, very loud, very masculine. All right, 
but the brother comes across, and what he's do, what they're doing is they're reading entire chapters, entire books of the Bible, and they set it in the background to be to like rain or storms or lightning, while while the scriptures being while he's reading the scriptures. It is fantastic, brothers and sisters. If you again, I am one of those people. I need to have some background noise uh, in the background, whether a TV's playing. Um, uh, uh, music playing or something, but since they started this right here, my sleep has been immaculate. Right, my sleep has been immaculate. You be able to go to sleep, and you're hearing God's word. You're hearing the scriptures. Um, it does something for you, brothers and sisters. Um, and for me, I, I guess um, I'm biased. I'll, I'll go ahead and admit that I am biased because when I first came in, into the knowledge of the truth at the age of 19, um, back when a lot of people might not be familiar with these. Um, especially these newer generations of, of, of brothers and sisters, we have what was called cassette tapes, all right? We have what was called cassette tapes. Uh, cassette tapes came out before, yeah, some, some, some of the new generations might not even know what a DVD is. But it's, it's before, long before, uh, well, I'm, you know, let me just get to it. Before there, were, there, there was um, um, Pandora, Spotify, before there was was, was um, uh, YouTube music, before there there was uh, uh, just podcast streams or, or, or what have you, or, or TikTok or, or any type of social media, the way people would get their music would be on uh, used to be on DVDs or, or, or CDs, right? Which were, were where you can get a whole album uh, of music on a CD, right? Uh, and before, and for that um, we had music players uh, like uh, you had like a, an iPod, an Apple iPod, or uh, some type, some type of device. Um, anybody remember Zoom? Anybody remember <laughs> Zoom, where you could um, uh, you could download music, all right, and you put together your, your own playlist. Uh, well, before we had all, any of that, and you go like like I said, right today you have Pandora and you have um, uh, Spotify and Apple Music, where you can get your your genre of music uh, uploaded and and uh, customized to um, your playlist. To your, to your your music variety, your music uh, taste, or what have you, we'd have to go ahead and put them put these things together. But before we could put them together, uh, artists used to put the, the put their music together on CDs. Uh, before they put them on CDs, uh, they put them on what was known as cassettes and albums. Actually, vinyl. They would take vinyl, actually real vinyl, like like what you actually would make a vinyl floor covering out of vinyl. Um, it was real thick. And they would actually imprint their music on the vinyl, same way you would do for, for a, a CD or whatever, and also on cassette tapes. And that's where you, that's where you know, um, a, 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 an artist was known for how many albums they sold, how many uh, records they sold. It wasn't just a record for how many that they set a new world record that they had top sales. Is that they actually sold records? Right? They actually sold um, records and cassettes. Well, long story short, when I came to when I came into the knowledge at the age of age of nineteen, um, all our music was on cassette. They were uh, they were cassette tapes, right? They were cassette tapes, and this is long before they were flash drives. <laughs> it was long before they had flash drives, or long before they had um, where you could connect your phone <laughs> to, to the car through Bluetooth and just and 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 play your 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 music playlist. This is going all the way back to where again. One, one artist, you might get a mixtape. You might be able to get a mixed cassette tape 
um, that had a, or we actually made uh, uh, our own cassette tapes. Some of y'all gonna remember this, where when you had um, uh, a stereo box, <laughs> a stereo, right? You you might have have been real real old school. We had a, a, a tape recorder where you would put your tape recorder um, uh, right next to the radio, and then as the music played, you'd have you had to hit three buttons. Uh, play record at once, and then also the pause button. And then while the commercial was playing um, on the radio, you'd have you'd hit the pause button, and then once uh, um, music started, once the, um, a song started that you liked, uh, you would hit pause, you would take your finger off the pause or re- at least the pause button, and then you would actually record the music uh, from the radio. And then they integrated the radio with the cassette player to where you now do this all in, in, on one device. On one stereo box, and you would you would um, as the radio played again, you hit hit the play record at the same time and the pause. And then as soon as the DJ finished the announcements or whatever he was doing or whatever commercials that he had to go through, and they're playing the music, you would, you would actually um, release the pause button and you would record that show. You record that music, all right, and you put together your own tapes, or uh, the artists will put together their own cassette tapes. All that being said, when I first came in, um, we had cassette tapes, right? And 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 our people, we love music, right? We love music. That some of your great great grandparents, I, I hate to say that nowadays, because you have you have grandparents at the age of forty, which is just amazing. You have people in their forties that are grandparents. Where back in the days when when, when I came up, um, grandparents would you would you, you wouldn't become a grandparent till you was in your fifties, maybe even sixties. All right, um, and there was no way you was gonna be caught at the at the club with your children, all right? At the juke joint, at the club, or whatever. Um, the age difference was so great, you would not be. There's no way you would be in the same club with your ch- children. That that they've had, they reached the age of of drinking, and y'all both in the club at the same time. It just didn't happen. That wasn't gonna happen. It didn't happen back then. All right, but um, uh, going back to your great great grandparents. They had large collections of either eight-track cassette tapes or just vinyl albums, all right, where, where uh, just a collection of music when it came to that. Well, in my generation, again, coming up when I was 19, we had the cassette tapes. So my first teacher, my very first teacher, his name was Abanazar. Um, he just came freshly from, from the headquarters in New York City, uh, 1 West on 25th Street, um, where it was the Seven Elders. Uh, at the time, it, it was um, uh, Masha Arya Yaikwab, Lahab, Yeshaya Shar, and Kazak, the seven elders, all right, um, who had been teaching up in New York City in a small school in Harlem, uh, which was 1 West on 25th Street uh, since the 70s, all right, since the 1970s, uh, going out there to the, to the, to the main streets of uh, New York City, all right, right there on Times Square, Broadway, uh, right there in, in Harlem. Uh, up there in um, uh, uh, Hunts Point, uh, up there in in, uh, in the Bronx, uh, um, in Jamaica Queens, out there in, in, in Queens, um, in Brook Albe Square Mall, out there in Brooklyn, uh, getting it in right there on Flatbush, uh, uh, um, right there at the World Trade Centers. Now, when the World Trade Centers were still up, right there on the corner of Wall Street and Broadway, literally where Wall Street is, like right, like where the stockbrokers are, where the bull markets all that that is. This with these. Our elders were out there getting it in, right? They was out there getting it in for, again, from the, the 70s 
forward, right, from the 70s forward. So a bonsai just came from there. We, was, we were in the Navy. We was in the military. We were in the Navy. And a bonsai just uh, transferred from being up there in New York to, to where our unit was at in California. And as we're, you know, we're, we're getting the, the, the lessons from him, and, and he, he's teaching us. And we had to keep it real surreptitious. We had to keep it real secret um, because at that time, the two greatest threats um, to, to America were the, uh, the Hebrew Israelites and the nation is Islam, the NOI. And in one, one police plaza up there in New York City, um, uh, they had a, a whole floor dedicated to, to the black Messiah, to, to, to quote unquote, uh, to black nationalism. And on the whole floor, it was split between one side was dealing with the nation of Israel, uh, and, and uh, the other side was dedicated to us, the Israelites. That that they was really, I mean, we were really heavily being monitored. So, uh, you know, for bringing out this truth, right? That that that's, that that to, to bring out this truth is dangerous. Um, it's it's a threat to America, right? Because if, if you consider it, we're, we're talking about the the we're we're preaching and teaching the return of the Messiah, the Savior of the nation of Israel, and that from the prophecies in the scriptures that when the Messiah comes, he's going to put down all world governments. All right. He's going to put down all world governments that it's going to be a new world order, but not not the one that 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 uh, George Bush or 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 Bill Clinton or or um, now Barack Obama is a part of or, or Oprah Winfrey or any of these celebrities are part of. But Christ, the one that's going to be headed up by Christ, you know, the one that we pray about in the Lord's Prayer, when we say our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we're praying for God's kingdom, the kingdom of God, and his rulership, his righteousness, his will, his way of doing things to be on earth like it is in heaven, where there is no democracy, where there is no voting, where there is no, uh, 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 there's no politics, there, there, none whatsoever, all right, that it's going to be God's way, period. Under Christ and, and Christ's administration, um, it's going to be that way. So knowing that and, and for the government to know the history of the Israelites, the government to know and be very, very, very aware of biblical history, where all the archaeologists that they have, as, as Tyler Paul said in his class last night, as the tomb raiders that, um, that have been employed from the British government, from the American government, from French, Russian, Greek governments, and all their societies going out and searching out biblical sites, um, uh, biblical um, 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 places, and doing the research and seeing and knowing and understanding that the Bible really is a true book of history, knowing that the Bible really is a true book of of of, of history, of, of real certain real events, real real documented historical events that have happened, and going and tracing these things, that they, th- this research has been done. And they try and kind of mock it a little bit in movies like um, uh, 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 National Treasure with uh, uh, Nicolas Cage. Um, they try and mock it a little bit with um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, where, where they try and show like these, they're going and trying to find all these artifacts, um, these biblical artifacts, and that they're so-called magical, and that they are, they're, they're powerful. And, and even the movie Constantine with, with uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, um, The Spirit of Longinus. That all these, these these artifacts and all these type, different type of things 
that whoever has hold of them, there's gonna be some magical power. It's where they even try to link like like the lore uh, and the mythology of, of vampires going back to uh, even though it goes back historically to uh, uh, Vlad the Impaler, uh, Count Drac- Dracula, who who was actually um, uh, killing uh, uh, heretics and and <laughs> very brutally. He was an actual historical figure, but in the lore, they try and link um, uh, vampires to going all the way back to trying to link, link them with the Bible as far as the very first vampire was Judas Iscariot because of the conversation that, that Peter was having and inquiring about what was going to happen with Judas Iscariot for what he did. Christ said, well, what is it to you if, if, if he lived until I come back? Don't worry about it. Essentially, he was saying, don't worry about him. You go do what I had you to do. You go do what I assigned you to do. Don't worry about him. But people have taken that that statement and be like, see, so Judas Iscariot's been living this whole time. That he, uh, he's the undead. He can't die, and that he's got to drink blood and whatever. However, the, the lore and the myth uh, goes about. They're trying to match these things with, with, with the Bible. So these things have been done. All right, these things have been done. So getting back to my story, getting back to to my soapbox right now. So Bonazar, um you know, we had a group of seven of us, and I was the youngest at the time. I was the youngest one. I wasn't even old enough to go into the bar. Um, uh, I was I was under twenty one. I was not even old enough to legally drink uh, here in America. Uh, needless to say, there was still a lot of drinking going on. A lot of things that was going on, needless to say, but um, I wouldn't even have a legal age to drink. So uh, what the bonds I did, uh, seeing how, how, how much we love music, uh, he asked all the brothers <laughs> to give them his, their cassette tapes, their music cassette tapes. And some brothers had like a couple hundred cassette tapes. I'm, I'm not even going to sit here and, and exaggerate. I didn't have quite like like I didn't have those numbers, but I, I was sniffing them out. You know, I, I was into um, believe it or not, I was into like Whitney Houston. I was into uh, um, uh, public a, little, a lot of Public Enemy, um, Run DMC, LL Cool J, um, uh, the LA Dream Team, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Master Ace. Um, who else was back then? Who else, who else was back then? Um, uh, you know, Prince, CNC in the Music Factory. Uh, you know, that, that, that's the type of music I was into. And so I, I had a lot of cassettes like that. Well, Abonza took our, all of our cassette tapes. And remember I was telling you about the, the, the stereo box where you hit the record and play? You could, put, you could put a piece of tape. The cassette tapes had a little hole on the top of them to where a little plastic tab. That if the little plastic tab had been broken, you could record. You could record and re-record over, over these cassette tapes as many times as you wanted to. Once you made something that you didn't want to have uh, uh, recorded over, you could break out the little plastic tab. Uh, that way that when you hit the record button, it wouldn't go down. It wouldn't depress so that it would be known that, no, this is important. This is something important. You don't want to record over it. Or you could take a piece of tape, a little piece of scotch tape, tape it right over the, 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 the missing tab where the hole will be at, and now you can record over these tapes. Well, Bonazar recorded over all of our music tapes. And some brothers were quite irate. Some brothers was, was fixing to have a fit. Um, but they understood, we knew that Abonazar was like a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo and Ishinru. He was the um, um, uh, middleweight uh, uh, boxing champ in the Marines, uh, middleweight boxing champ in the Navy. Um, 
Obama was one of the originals. F around and find out type brothers. <laughs> so he took all of our music. He took all of our music and recorded classes over it. And uh, again, some brothers was quite irate. But I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, why not? We're, we're coming. To, it's the end times. It's the truth. Um, it's time to learn learn our knowledge. Why not? And back then, I, I had one of those those those. Um, before they had disc mats, they had stereo mats where you could put a little, st- uh, play your, your your cassette tapes on a little stereo recorder, portable stereo recorder that fit in your pocket. Uh, and I had one of those. And the one I had would, would play, it, it, it would play continuously. It would play side A, then it automatically play side B. Side A, and then side B continuously. So I would fall asleep with that. I would fall asleep with that with the classes in my head, classes constantly in my ear. Wherever, wherever I was, I made sure I was, I was hearing nothing but classes. That to me, the priority, it was more important to hear the knowledge of the Bible than it was to be caught up in music. It was to be caught up in, in, uh, in, in the music of the day. This is the knowledge of the Most High. This is the Bible. Why would I not want to be absorbed with the scriptures? Why would I not want that? So that, that's what I did. And brothers and sisters, um, as well as, you know, I, I read everywhere. I was reading the Bible. Because when the brothers first gave, gave me this knowledge, when I first was introduced to Bonazar as a teacher uh, in, the, in that room in, in, in Puerto Rico, when they showed me the color of Christ, I was so flabbergasted. I was so, I, I was so, so, so knocked out. I was so, um, I mean, uh, just, it seemed like a ton of bricks. It, it, then it made me wonder, well, damn. If if we've been lied to this whole time about the color of Christ, and the color of Christ is right here in the Bible, Revelation chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, it's been here the whole time, but we've been deceived, and we've been in a place where we, we our reading comprehension, and then, again, also the prophecies of, 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 of the Bible, that this knowledge was going to be hit, that, the, the, you know, we read about the seven seals of Revelations, that those seals meant that the prophecy or the understanding of the Bible was going to be sealed. It was, it was not going to be open until certain events had, had to take place. And then, and then understanding would open up more and more and more and more. But certain things had to happen first. So for, to be in a place where, damn, if they lied to me about the color of Christ, what else have they lied to me about? What else has been, hit, been, been hidden from me? Hence, you know, hidden truth. What else, what truth has been hidden from me? So uh, being in the, in the military at the time, and being in, in, in uh, that work for me pretty much stopped. As far as me giving a damn about a, a project that needed to get done, I'm reading. I got my Bible with me everywhere. I, 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 I look. I, I'd be in, in in the bathroom for what they call the bathroom. You know, in the military, we call in the navy, we call it the head. I'd be in the bathroom, and my knees, my legs would literally go numb. Cause I'm sitting on I'm sitting on on, uh, on the toilet. For hours, you, uh, you know, just for hours, just reading. I, I, you know, I know it was unsanitary, but I, there, I, there was no other place I could go where I could really just hide or I could just be to myself and I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. What else have y'all been, what else has been covered from me? What else has been hidden from me? So not only am I reading, I, I got to find out, because what, what more is in this Bible that has not been revealed? So I'm reading, and then at night I'm going to sleep. 
listening to classes, listening to classes. So when I wake up, classes are in my head, classes are in my head, classes are in my head. That I really, I, I, I had to consume this knowledge. I had to get this knowledge. I wanted to be, I wanted just to surround me. I didn't want to deal with anything else. I didn't want to deal with any secular things to, to the best of my ability. I'm 19 years old. To the best of my ability, I didn't want to deal with nothing else. I, I didn't want to deal with anything worldly. I didn't want to deal with anything else. I just wanted the knowledge and, and, and understanding uh, that the Bible gives. I, that's all I, I, that I made it my mission. So for me saying all that, and give, again, why I'm giving props and shots out to the brother Ari and for the school out there in um, uh, Rochester, uh, not Rochester, uh, the school in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, SOW Stream of Wisdom in, in Norfolk, Virginia. On YouTube, they put together an excellent, excellent, excellent uh, uh, programming, hidden books. Uh, let me pull it up again. Called Hidden Books. All right, Hidden Books, where the brother is literally reading chapters, all right, chapters of the Bible to um, ambient background. Ambient backgrounds, um, nature sounds, of uh, uh, rainstorms, um, of uh, rain, so that now you've got that playing in the background while you're sleeping. Brothers and sisters, to even hear that, you know, listen to that while you're sleeping or listen to that while you're, you're studying in the background, please. Please. To have that playing in the background, and not as a substitute, not as a substitute for reading. I know a lot of people, they've, they've, they've gotten lazy like that these days where they think because just class is just playing, they, but they don't have to put no effort into actual reading, into actual studying. I, I guess I should be, I guess a little bit better than nothing, but you dedicate some time. But here, Hidden Books is there for you. So there's different YouTube media sources that are there and available for you that if you really want to study, you really want to be surrounded with this knowledge. Um, uh, from a non-malicious, from a non-malicious uh, uh, point of view, check out any of the schools, all right? Check out any of the schools, Sword of Truth, um, or any of the SOW locations, um, Stream of Wisdoms, Houston, Stream of Wisdom, uh, uh, Virginia, Stream of Wisdom, Rochester, all right? And then we, you have also available to you uh, Bible Talk, all right? Blog Talk, Bible Talk. And then also, uh, you know, added to the list also, we have on Facebook, Fountain of Wisdom. On Facebook, we have the Fountain of Wisdom. Uh, you can go there, um, uh, uh, request membership, request um, entry, entry into the group, and be with them every Saturday. They, now, that, they've even upped their class schedule to Saturdays and Friday nights, all right, where they're just going over, they're just reading, which is so beautiful. Every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., they're just doing the Torah, just going through the first five books of the Bible. If you've never read the Bible all the way through, this is a good chance, a good time for you to start it. Jump in with them, all right? Find the wisdom every two, uh, Tuesday, every Saturday morning, starting at 10 a.m., and they're just reading the Bible, going through a couple chapters of, of, of the Torah every Saturday. Then every Friday night, um, if you're not listening to, to, to Bottom Bottom myself on Friday nights, check them out on Friday nights. Goodness. They're going over every one of the Psalms. They're reading through every last one of the Psalms. Goodness. Goodness. I mean, goodness. So it's there for you, brothers and sisters. All right? It's there for you. All right? It's definitely there for you if you want it. You know, I know Tupac said, have you want it? 
Have you needed? Well, coming up, something, something, something. And lives for real. <laughs> I never got those lyrics together from Tupac. You know, I, 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 I listened to him, but I really wasn't into Tupac. But however you want it, it's there. Right? However you need it, it's there. So also, please don't, don't forget my brother Aisha White Design also. If you're in the Albuquerque area, please get in contact with brother Aisha White Design, area code 505-218-4218. But they also congregate every Sabbath also. Um, reach out to them, see, see where the meeting is going to be at, and, and maybe you can congregate with them also. Right? Maybe you can congregate, congregate with them also. Again, that's area code 505-218-4218. Right, I've been on my soapbox here for a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and continue with this here. Um, here's the part of the show, brothers and sisters, where um, I send up uh, prayers, offer up names uh, for prayer um, uh, for people uh, people whose names I've come across. Um, prayers work, brothers and sisters. I'm going to say it like that. Prayers do work. So here we go. Without further delay, here we go. Um, we're going to ask the Most High in the name of Christ to please listen to us now, right now. Please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, and to build up. Lord, in number 76, verse 24 through 26, he said that the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. So, Father, we ask that you might do these things to the sister Naya here in San Antonio, the, the, the wife of Brother Yawa'ah, to the sister Ayana, the wife of Brother Awana Ayer, to the sister Bobby Dixon, who is the mother-in-law of our brother Aria, to the sister Sierra Leek, who is the daughter of our brother David, to our brother Thawan Racha and his wife Waradaya here in San Antonio, to our friends in Albuquerque, to Becky, to Daryl, and to Carmen up there in Albuquerque, uh, to my in-laws, Father, to the entire Love It family. Um, also, Father, to the entire Coates family, uh, who is the, the family of our brother Gabar Kua, uh, including his son, Shapar, uh, up there in Albuquerque. Uh, to our brother Thawam Mayum, out there in Houston, along with his family. To our brother Thawam, here in Texas, in San Antonio, also, uh, West Beverly. Father, we ask, uh, we, we lift in prayer to you, Father, um, the daughter of our brother Tazapah and his wife Arakaya, their daughter Cece. We ask, Father, for our, um, the daughter of our brother Gabar Kawa, his daughter Aizali. And Father, we ask for the daughter of our brother and sister, the brother Bonabad and his wife Kwadasaya, their daughter Aliyah. Father, continue prayers for the entire family of our brother Tazapah, including his mother, Mon Dukes. Also, Father, we ask for Ms. Barbara's husband, Mr. Charles, all right, who, who is the help of uh, Ms. Catherine. All right, Father, we ask for our brother Yanawathan. We ask, Father, for the family of our brother Gabaya Allah, his wife Aisha, out there in, in Florida, and her mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson. As well, Father, in Florida, we ask for our brother Sean Kodash, his wife Mariah, and their son Kazakia, out there in Florida, Father. Father, we ask for our brother LV, who goes and has surgery tomorrow, Father, for his eye surgery starting tomorrow. We pray that you be with, be with him, Father, and please be with the physician, and guide the physician's hands and help our brother back to a speedy and healthy recovery to give you all praise and all glory, Father. We lift up to you in prayer, Father, the mother of our brother LV, Pat Washington, and for the cousin of our brother LV, LaShonda Washington. Father, we lift up to you our sister Quadisaya, the wife of our brother Bonabad. 
We lift up to you, Father, our friends, Sean Stark, Sylvia Khan, and our brother Yaman up there in Lubbock, Texas, Father, who is currently uh, in Lubbock, Texas. And Father, for our, our, the sister here in, in San Antonio, the sister Ainawa. And Father, you said in Numbers 76, verse 27, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So we ask you, Father, as we try to do things in the way that your son did things, as we try to replicate and imitate and follow and show that we love your son, that you sent to us for the example, as we try to follow in his steps, we ask you, Father, in his name, and we thank you always. Thank you always. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, um, so we get the prayers out of the way. And uh, not to sound like church, I, I'm just kind of thinking about the, the timing of all this. I don't want to sound like a, this is a church sermon or whatever, um, that, you know, we get everybody into an, an emotional um, uh, roller coaster of things and then throw, the, throw the, uh, the offering plate out there. But if it hits your heart, right, if it does hit your heart, and you'd like to help us keep the ISBH, try and keep Bible Talk going, podcast going, I am accepting donations at Cash App at Mashaba, right? On Cash App at Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, right? For anybody who, if it hits your heart, you like to help us keep this going, it is appreciated. It does help. It does go a long way, all right? On Cash App at Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, or Google Wallet. I know, I, I know a lot of people never, I mean, that's old, old school, but on Google Wallet at uh, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 575 at gmail.com. All right, at gmail.com. All right, so now we got, oh, and one other announcement. One other announcement. Uh, I do want to make sure I get this added in also. Uh, we do have the Feast of uh, Nicanor and the Feast of Purim coming up, brothers and sisters. The next high holiday, all right, besides the Sabbath, all right, the next high holiday besides the Sabbath will be February, sundown, February 21st, uh, 2024 will be the beginning of the day of Nicanor. And then uh, the next day will be Purim, all right? The beginning of Purim will be sundown, uh, February 22nd through sundown, February 24th. We have Purim coming up. So just some dates to keep on your calendar, to, uh, keep you aware of, uh, put on your radar, that we do have these days coming up, all right? We definitely have these high holidays coming up, just, you know, for us to be aware of, all right? For us to be aware of. So let me go ahead and pull this up here. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, I know I mentioned about being on my, my soapbox and want to get off on it, but there's a few other things that I got to, you know, we, uh, how do I say this right? You know, let me just get into the class. Let me just get into the class. All right, so brothers and sisters, um, I'm on part two of the series of Building a House Upon the Rock. Right? I'm on part two of the series to build your house upon a rock. And, and we are revisiting this class as a class that we, we've done before, a series we've done before, and we're definitely we are revisiting this. Right? We're definitely revisiting this. Um, one thing I'd like, like, and if you missed any one of our series, if you missed any one of our shows, um, the first um, line of, of access will be at www.blogtalkradio.com. All right. For any of the shows you might have missed from myself, from Tazapah, from Bonabad, um, as the guy comes back on, that any of the shows that you might have missed, www.blogtalkradio.com. That's, your, that's, that's the first access that you have for any show you might have missed, any information you might have missed. Um, and please, please it, they're all there. All right. Once you go, go there, pull the website up, I'll go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, 
And all of our episodes going all the way back to March 22nd, 2010, when we first did our first episode, is there. All right? From there all the way forward. All right? All the way forward until, pre- until today. All right? All the episodes are there for you to be able to, be able to go out and check out. All right? Um, also, you can find us on Google Podcasts. Now, my wife just, just showed me a notice she got. And if anybody else gets this notice, please, please uh, forward it to me. Let, me. let me know about it. But it's saying as of April um, that we will no longer be able to get episodes on Google Podcasts. And I'm not sure if that's her subscription to Google Podcasts um, expires. I have not got that notice. I don't know if anybody else has. Um, but if you do, please let me know. All right, please let me know. Um, but Google Podcasts is another great source uh, to stay in touch with us uh, and be able to go back and do your research. Uh, on Google Podcasts, they keep the last 300 podcasts. They've been keeping the last 300 podcasts that we do. So every time we do a new, a new show, um, they keep 300. So that, that means the older shows do get erased off of Google Podcasts. All right? It's like that also on iHeartRadio Podcast, uh, also on uh, Apple iTunes Podcast, and Podcast Addict. Under ISBHPK, uh, ISBHPK Bible Talk, all right? But these are ways that you can definitely access us and access the information um, if you missed anything, all right? If you missed anything. Uh, again, we're going to have to check what, what, what Google Podcast does say, but you can get a subscription uh, to Google Podcast, and whenever we do a show, um, you can be notified that a new show has been uploaded, and it's there for you, it's there for you all right, at your convenience. It's there for you at your convenience. So the last show I did, uh, come behind uh, Tazapah, and I need to say this also before before we get into this here. You know, Cat Williams was talking about how uh, Steve Harvey was hating on Bernie Mac because even though it was supposed to be, remember, the Kings of Comedy, right? The Kings of Comedy, it, that was put together, it was supposed to be highlighting Steve Harvey, all right? It was supposed to be highlighting Steve Harvey. He actually did put it together, but he had some people that were blowing him out the box. All right. Uh, in particular, Bernie Mac. All right. In particular, Bernie Mac. And after Bernie Mac would go up and do his show, um, nobody wanted to stick around to hear Steve Harvey. <laughs> and it caused a lot of jealousy, as, as per, per the um, uh, the interview and, and, uh, from Cat Williams, uh, from from uh, Ed Lover, and from um, uh, uh, who was who, your uh, um, Bill Bellamy, that Bernie Mac was, would blow up the stage, all right, um, as well as, you know, you know uh, Cedric Entertainer, that nobody wanted to stick around for Steve Harvey. So there's a lot of hatred. That who can go up behind that? Who's going to be able to go behind Bernie Mac? I'm saying that because I'm feeling like Steve Harvey, y'all, and trying to go up behind my brother Tazapah. Now, I know he's, he, he's going to be like, oh, hell no. But just like the Kings of Comedy is supposed to be started and it was more, supposed to be featuring um, uh, Steve Harvey, but but it, it, but it, he was outdone by Bernie Mac. Brothers and sisters, um, I might have started Blog Talk back in 2010, but some of these shows and these things that that the brother Tosa Pops put together, good lord, all praises um, to the brother's diligence, to the brother, to the brother's study, to the brother, what the brothers put together. His classes, brothers and sisters. If you missed last night's class, please, any one of the sources, the the the, the, the avenues that you can go and check out. Google Podcast, iHeartRadio Podcast, um, Apple iTunes Podcast, Podcast Addict. Go check out last night's show. The brother is, is, is hitting it out of the ballpark. 
the brother is, him and his wife, oh my goodness, to be supported by his wife, that she's supporting him. Not only his wife, Hasidiah, but his, his wife, Abiyah, his wife, Arakiah, they support the work he's doing. It's beautiful to have someone who actually supports you in the knowledge, in this teaching. It's beautiful. Go and check out last night's show. And again, it got me feeling like Steve Harvey. It's got me feeling like Steve Harvey. Like, like who can go behind that? Who's going to go behind that? Please. Knocking it out of the park. Knocking it out of the park. So anyway, um, last show I did do was uh, Building Your House Upon a Rock, Part 1. This is Building Your House Upon a Rock, The Prophecies, Part 2. All right? Building Your House Upon a Rock, The Prophecies, Part 2. And what we finished up with um, uh, Monday, all right, this past Monday, was dealing with the definition of foundation and dealing with Christ talking about if you hear his sayings and do them, that you're building your foundation upon a rock. You're building, you're building um, what you're building, putting together is going to be solid. And what we started to introduce and add to that was that we, when you're dealing with the sayings of Christ, you're dealing with the teaching of Christ. Remember, Christ is the word, and the word became flesh, according to St. John, the first chapter, that Christ is the word of God. Um, and throughout the Old, the Old Testament, okay, just just to go ahead and throw it out there, that the, he helped to inspire the prophets um, that wrote the prophecies in, the, in what we know as the Old Testament, all right, and that if you're founding and if your beliefs are based on and focused on the prophecies coming true, the prophecies happening. And that's what you're basing your belief on. And that's what you're basing your decision-making on. Then, then, you're found, then you're going to be standing on a solid rock. That if, you're, if you're, you're, your choices and your opinions are based on you, you're, doing the, you're putting the work in and you're matching this history. You're matching the prophecies. You're matching the word of God with history. And this is why, again, I, I, I give a shout-out to the Brother Tazapah. I give shout out to the brother Nagaya. I give shout out to the to the, to the brothers of IUIC, uh, uh, Nathaniela, that brother Ethan. Goodness. I, I'm, I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. Um, that it's 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 um, you 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 you're doing yourself that favor. You don't want to have your belief in God, your belief in Christ, based on a religious outlook. One thing you might hear a lot of us say a lot of times is that the Bible is not a book of religion, and it's not, all right? The Bible, it is not a book of religion. If your beliefs are based on what you've learned from religion or your decision-making is based on the opinions of people in the world and their outlook and, and their, their, their behavior and their way of doing things, then what you're building is going to be very weak. All right, it's not going to really stand. That it might stand for a minute, right? It might stand for a minute, but when any pressure comes, when any 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 um, any test comes to try to see if what you believe in is solid, if what you're standing on really is solid, is it on a rock or is it sand? That if that rock is is if your beliefs 
are not based on you're matching the prophecies of the Bible. You imagine the prophecies that were given in the old, what we call the Old Testament with God's word. That this is how we got to our present. It's going to help us determine what the future is going to be. If it's not going to be based on those things, brothers and sisters, what you're standing on is shaky at best. What you're standing on is quicksand. All right? You're going to sink. All right? You might stand on it for a minute. You might, you might stand on it maybe not as long. Or maybe a little bit longer than if you're just standing on water, all right? Maybe a little bit longer than if you just stand, you know, go go jump in a ditch. Um, that this quicksand, it might hold you up for a little bit, but you're still going to be sinking, all right? That is important that, that we deal with the prophecies of the Bible, all right? And then we match the prophecy of the Bible with the history of the Bible. And that's why, you, again, you hear so much uh, being given towards the history of the Bible because imagine the, the history, they match completely with the prophecy of the Bible. That's why I say last night's class by brother, brother by the brother Tazapa, excellent, excellent. He really did a great job tying all that in. It, 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 phenomenal. If you're not a history buff, if history's not your thing, I, I highly suggest you check out the brother Tazapa's classes. All right, he comes across in a way that now if you if you're looking for a religious point of view. You're not going to be feeling Tazapa. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me make sure I get that out the way. If you're looking for a religious point of view, then no teacher is going to be good enough for you. All right? You're going to think it's about your opinion versus their opinion. You're going to say it's their interpretation versus your interpretation. It, you know, it's going to be oil and water. It's not going to mix. All right? it's, it's, it's just not going to mix. But if you're really trying to get a hold of the biblical prophecies, and how, how, how and why the Bible, is, the Bible is powerful because the things that God said was going to happen and to go back and match what God said was going to happen, which at the time that prophet said it, it was a prophecy. It was, it was a future event. And then now to see where these future, the things that were prophesied in the past that was going to happen and now to go and match those things that, that were prophesied with history, you really start to really understand and appreciate that much more. The power of God, right? the power of his scripture, the power of his word, that literally in the sense of the power of his word, that he said something's going to happen. And it happened. he called his shot. All right. That he literally called his shot. It, 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 um, it really gets you an understanding to appreciate what God says about appreciating his word. All right. But if you're just looking for a religious point of view. To go with your opinion, to go with, with, with a religion, this ain't going to work. Right? The Bible is really not going to work for you. Right? It's not going to work for you. And that's one of the things I want to cover today as we go into today's uh, topic, into today's uh, part of the series, is dealing with the prophecies. All right? um, and building your foundation upon the prophecies. So one scripture I want to go to, and we've covered this before. I'm going I'm to cover it again. Let's go to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20. All right? Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. And give me one second, y'all. I need to check something real quick. We're going to go to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. Testing, testing. One, two, three, testing. Oh, let me do this. Let me do this. All right, testing, testing. One, two, three, testing. Testing, testing. One, two, three, testing. Hello, 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 hello. 
Hello, 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 hello. I, I hope this come across smooth. Right? I hope this come across smooth and loud enough. All right, Second Peter chapter one verse twenty tells us this, brothers and sisters, and let's pay attention and read distinctly. All right, like 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 the Bible tells us in Nehemiah chapter eight verse eight. Let's read distinctly. Let's pay attention to what we're reading. All right, that so this is important. That the words of God are very important. The words that we're putting in this Bible are very important for us. Okay. So in Second Peter chapter one verse twenty, it says this. I'm gonna try and cut this game down. Hopefully, hopefully you don't hear so much of the background. We're gonna see what happens. All right. Second Peter chapter one verse twenty, it says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. All right. Why is this important, brothers and sisters? I mean, why did Peter give this to us? All right. Let me pull this up on my uh, on my computer here on my laptop. Second Peter. All right. Now, the significance of this, brothers and sisters, if we, if we just put a little thought to this, many people are familiar. Many people are familiar that uh, of the saying that Christ told Peter, where Peter he told uh, Christ told Peter that unto you I give the keys to the kingdom of heaven. This is why in, in a, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of um, uh, biblical scenes, you might they, they they try and render like Peter standing at the pearly gates. As if like Peter is like like the gatekeeper, as if, as if Peter is like like a, um, um, a, a gatekeeper, and as you you reach to the you reach heaven, and the gates of heaven are there, and you got to stand in front of Peter, who's going to have a a book of all your deeds, and if your deeds are good, then Peter's going to open the gate and let you into heaven, where according to like you know many religious renditions, or um, of that, that now I guess. Once you get through the pearly gates, I guess you'll be, I guess we'll be assigned a cloud and assigned some wings uh, and a harp and I guess like a toga outfit. And then we'll just fly around heaven well, with the harp uh, on a cloud, wearing, wearing the Greek toga um, uh, 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 garment, men and women, uh, eating milk and honey. We do know, you do know that milk and honey is a laxative. All right, milk and honey is a laxative. If you have not had a bowel movement, go eat some milk and honey. Go drink some milk and honey. Um, you'll find success. So, according to like some of the the, the pictures and the renditions that that we've been kind of fed to our conscience, Peter is standing at the pearly gates uh, behind like I guess a, a podium of a, of a pulpit, like a preacher's preacher's uh, 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 pulpit. And he's got a book open, and he's just waiting there. And there's a long line of, of every single last soul um, uh, coming up to him. Uh, some, you know, if they got killed, uh, if they were a football team, and the football team was on a bus, and the bus, you know, was in a car accident, and the people on the, on the bus died, they're just standing in front of Peter in, in their torn, tattered, bloodied uh, football <laughs> uniforms, or of a bicyclist. Um, uh, got hit by a, a, a car that the bicyclist is, is standing in line in his bicycle uniform um, with the remnants of his bicycle uh, kind of, you know, kind of draped around his body or 
if somebody died from cancer, from, from uh, cigarette smoke, that they're standing in this long line and um, uh, their, their lungs are black, their lips are shrunken in, and there's a hole in their throat and they're standing in line uh, waiting to get into the pearly gates. Or maybe it's like a, a old, that old movie, Beetlejuice, there's a waiting room or something, I guess, uh, before you actually allow by Peter to, for him to open the gate for you to get into heaven. Okay, well, regardless of all that, 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 that religious imagery that has nothing to do <laughs> with the Bible, um, this is that Peter um, that was one of the, the, like the three main confidants of Jesus Christ. All right, that when when uh, Christ was transfigured, Peter, James, and John were, were the three apostles or three disciples that were there with him. That actually saw Elijah, actually saw Moses, and actually saw the Father pass over and say, "This is my beloved Son; hear ye him." All right, Peter, James, and John were there when Christ rose Lazarus. When he, everybody was put out the room, that whatever Christ did to raise Lazarus, Peter, James, and John were there. Not even all the rest of the apostles. All the rest of the disciples were there, but those three were there. All right, that, that there was there was a, a, a connection. Um, the, again, like I said the inner court, the inner circle. Uh, it was Peter, James, and John, and Christ. All right, and then outside of that was the rest of the apostles and the disciples in that, that circle. And then outside of that circle was, I guess, the the seventy. All right, the seventy disciples that Christ sent out before him into every city of the Israelites that he was going to go to. That you know, there's dynamics to this thing. But it says there's dynamics. So in Second Peter chapter one verse twenty, it says, "Knowing this first, this that this 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 phrase, knowing this first, is found several times in the Bible, several times in the New Testament. But this is where Peter is trying to give you. I mean, this is where Peter's trying to give you the plug. Peter's trying to give you a path. Peter's trying to pull your coattail. Peter's trying to like you gotta you gotta put this together. You 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 have to know this, right? We have to know this, that what? That no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. It didn't say that, that the Bible, that the scripture is a private interpretation. He said that no what? Prophecy is of any other scripture, is of any private interpretation. The focus in this verse is there's no that there's no prophecy of the scriptures. There's of any private interpretation. Now, I know a lot of people think that they, they use it, they see the word interpretation, so they think that that's the, the, the license to be able to say, well, that's your interpretation. You got your interpretation, I got my interpretation. Okay, if we look at what St. Peter, I'm, I'm going to go there, I'm going I'm, I'm to say his name like that. If we look at what St. Peter, not what Meshava, Meshava is, 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 I'm a dirtbag. I'm a nobody, okay? I, I am a nobody. I ain't no damn good. Ask my family members. I ain't shit, okay? I'm a no one, all right? From my mom to my family, I, ain't, I, I, I am nothing, okay? But St. Peter is telling us in his letter what? Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. No prophecy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Let me, let me, let me, let me go here. Now, this, this is me being cynical. This is me being sarcastic. Um, 
This may be that dead horse, okay? Even though the horse ain't dead yet, I guess it's on its way. Me beating a dead horse. That no prophecy of the scripture, prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Right? No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Prophecy. All right? Prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Now, how important is this prophecy? All right? How important is it, or should, should, should it be stressed, about how important it is to recognize that Peter is telling us about that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. Well, let's couple this, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, let's couple that with Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Let's couple that with Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Right? Let's couple 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Let's couple that with Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. All right? Let's pair this together. Let's put these precepts together and try and help our understanding, help us achieve God's understanding. All right? Let's help us achieve and, 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 and get where God is coming from with these scriptures, not from a religious point of view, but in dealing with how important it is to understand and realize the prophecy of the scripture is not of any private interpretation. In Revelations, chapter 1, verse 3, the book of Revelations, chapter 1, verse 3, it says what? Now, this is the angel speaking to John and revealing to him the book of Revelations. So now in Revelations, chapter 1 and verse 3, and this is, now check this out, brothers and sisters, just in case, you know, a little trivia, in case you didn't understand this. Now, first we have Peter, right? First we have St. Peter telling us what? Knowing this first. That no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. That's P- St. Peter. Then we have St. John. St. John. St. John is the one that Christ loved. St. John is the one that was known in the scriptures that he's the one who laid his head on Christ's shoulder. That's how, how tight their inner circle was. That's the type of relationship that they had, that they, that John could actually lay his head on Christ's shoulder. John, again, brothers and sisters, in our archives, you can find the class that, that, that Tazapah did about the martyrs of Christ. It, it was like a four or five part series of all the apostles, of the 12 apostles, the only one who did was not martyred, even though they tried to. The only one that was not martyred was John. Was John the one who gave us Saint John from the Gospels? The one who gave us the Book of Revelations, and the one who gave us First John, Second John, Third John. All right, the one that Christ said, "Watch out for my moms." And the one that told his moms, "Watch out for your son. Watch out for John." That's saying, this, this is that person. This is that John. This is so. To, to, what type of, of 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 conversations did these men have with Christ that are not written in the book? What kind of relationships did Peter have with Christ that, he, that Peter was in Christ's inner circle? What kind of relationship did John have? Now the apostles are all bad within. I mean, in, within themselves. 
But even among the, the 12 apostles, Peter, James, and John had something else, had something more. If you will, for lack of a better word, favoritism was given to these three men, Peter, James, and John. And again, I know what I'm saying might sound crazy if you're only coming from a religious background. But consider what I'm saying. Consider what I'm saying from a historical point of view. Again, and if my if my historical point of view is inaccurate, please correct me historically. So here we have John, all right, Saint John, the beloved, the one that, that would lay his head on Christ's shoulder. This has been given him in Revelation chapter one verse three, the book of Revelations chapter one verse three, and it says what? Blessed is he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this prophecy, you know, I'm doing. I'm, tell us why I'm, I'm mad at you. I'm, I'm a, you know, what? I'm gonna do the Steve Harvey. I'm doing the Steve Harvey right now and the Cedric Entertainer. I'm about to steal one of your things. Revelation, Revelation chapter one, verse three. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Please believe me. You're doing a great job. I'm not mocking for the sake because I'm, I'm hating you. I'm mocking because because I, 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 I want I want I want to be able to come across like you come across. All right. Blessed is he. Revelation chapter one verse three. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy. So you want to be blessed. One of the people who was that close with Christ, one of the people that was that intimate with Christ, one of the people that had very personal, intimate relationship with Christ, very detailed conversations with Christ, is telling us, blessed is he that readeth. A lot of times when I, when I pulled the scripture out in the past, I would use just that part right there. If you want to be blessed, you got to be reading. For people who don't like to read, people whose reading comprehension is is, is subpar, I, I was just stuck on that point right there. Blessed is he that readeth. If you, if you want to be blessed by God, blessed by Christ, you got to be reading. All right? But if we continue with the reading, it says, and they that hear the words of this prophecy. We have to be reading and hearing the words of this prophecy if you want to be blessed. Because that means you're going to make your choices Based on the prophecies, your choices in life, your priorities that you set in life will be based on that you've read and you're hearing the words of this prophecy. Did anyone notice that they say, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this religion? Did anybody catch? In Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 it says, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this interpretation? This is not what John the Revelator, who, 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 who was uh, in league and in, on par with, with St. Peter? 
Peter tells you, the one who, who's, who's jingling the keys. Of all, where, where the hell are my keys? Here they are. St. Peter says, in 2 Peter 1 and 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. John tells us in Revelation 1 verse 3, blessed, he, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. I, I mean, I know I, I know I hear what I'm saying. I, I know I hear what I'm reading. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. What time? The time of these prophecies. Are we paying attention to the prophecies? knowing that the prophecies are not of any private interpretation. So, here we have St. Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Then we have Revelations, chapter 1, verse 3. Hear from Christ now. Let's hear from the Lord. Let's hear from the Lord. Revelations, chapter 22, verse 7. Let's hear, you know, you know, as they say, I'm, I'm not going to say the horse's mouth. You know, I'll be beating the dead horse. Let's hear it from the lion's mouth. You know, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Let's hear it from the lion's mouth. Revelations, chapter 22, verse 7. Is he placing any importance? Is, he, is, is, is it important to him, the prophecies of this book? Well, let's see. Revelations. Chapter 22 and verse 7, the book of Revelations, chapter 2 and verse 22, 22, I'm sorry, chapter 22, verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. The words of Christ are in red. The words of the Messiah are in red. The words of, oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Christ speaking. The, the, the Savior. The Messiah. The Hamashiach. This is him speaking. The, the, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. What is he saying? What do he have recorded here? In Revelation chapter 20, verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he, sayings of the prophecy of this book. Everybody, if y'all, if y'all can see me right now, I've, I've got my, my face pressed up against the mic right now, like, 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 like I'm, I'm speaking in somebody's ear. Right? I've, I've got, I've got the microphone. Like I've got my lips on the side of the microphone. Like, like it's in somebody's ear, and I'm really trying to, like, like you know, not, not, not yell, 
but I'm really trying to. I, I want you to feel me. All right. I, w- I want. <laughs> I, I want. I want. I want you. I, I want this. I really want. I want this to be clear. All right. I want. I want this to be heard. And I, I, I really don't want any other distractions. I don't want any other disruptions. I, I want you to understand. I want, I want you to feel this. Can you? Can 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 you feel my my? Can can you feel my cheek against your cheek as I'm talking in your ear? As I'm reading this scripture in your ear, you know, talk about that flavor in your ear, you know, not Craig Mack, not Craig Mack flavor in your ear, but, you know, I'm trying to put that flavor in your ear. Uh, TikTok here goes to eargasm. That, you know, I'm, this, this, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. All right. Are, are you hearing this? Revelations chapter 22, verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings. Of the prophecy of this book. That's our Christ on Mount. So if we're putting these like this series together from part one, now we're in part two. If you if we understand that the testimony of Christ is the spirit of prophecy, from Revelation chapter nineteen verse ten, and we understand that Christ said that if you listen to his sayings and you're doing what he says and you're paying attention to what he says, you'll be like a wise man who built your house upon the rock. So that the decision that you make, the choices you make, the judgments that you have are based on you understand the pattern from the prophecies as they've been laid out. You understand why certain things are good choices and why certain things are not good choices. Because you're holding on to the prophecies. You're holding on to the testimony of Jesus Christ. The same testimony of the prophecies that were given by the prophets from the Old Testament. From the days of Noah, from the days of Moses, all the way forward. They were holding on to the prophecies of the things that God said is going to happen and have, ha- and have happened. And are happening and are about to happen. Then now your decision making is based on and not the opinion of people who don't pay attention to the prophecies. To the people who are just living in the day. Living in the now. But are not giving their minds to the prophecies. Not giving their minds to how the Holy Spirit moved the prophets to write down and speak the things they did as proof of the power of God. The book of Revelations, chapter 22 now. Now we're going to verse 10. Revelations, chapter 22 and verse 10. And he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. So, returning back to St. John, here in Revelation, chapter 22, verse 10, he was told by the angel, do not seal the sayings of the prophecy of this book. For the time 
is at hand. The time of these prophecies to be revealed, hence the book of Revelations, the revealing of these prophecies is at hand. It's here. So don't seal it. Don't close it. Don't hide it. Open it up. All right? Let's jump down to Revelation chapter 20, verse 18. 18 and 19. All right? Let's jump down to Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. Revelations chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. And it says, in Revelations chapter 22, verse 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. What does it mean to testify? Now, I know from a religious point of view, it means get up in the church and, and catch it, uh, you know, have either uh, a uh, heavy, high aerobic uh, workout event or catch a conniption fit, have what looks like an epileptic seizure. Um, I guess, and that you now you're going to testify. But no, this is a little bit more serious. Like if, if you're in a court in front of a judge, in front of the master, in front of the Lord, that this is something, you know, you know, dealing with your either salvation or damnation, that is something very grave, austere, something very serious. So here now in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verse 18, I'm going to read this again. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. That, that's why I need like, I, I need a soundboard. I need to give them soundboards where I can have like a lightning, like lightning strike right now. Revelation chapter 20 verse 18. Revelation chapter 22, verse 18. For I testify unto every, error, every, every, for I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. Any man shall add unto these things. You know, the prophecies of this book, you add to it. God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Doesn't that sound like God's going to damn somebody? Doesn't that sound like God damned somebody? Doesn't that sound like God fitting to damn somebody? Doesn't that sound like God fixing to? Fixing to? 
fitna. Damn someone. But why are they going to be damned? Well, verse 18 says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, you got to put your two cents in. You think it's about your opinion. Uh-oh. Is that, is that, is that, was that juvenile? You think you're going to add your, your, your opinion to this, huh? You think you're above, above God, huh? Or is that the rock? It doesn't matter. Huh. If you're going to add to the words of the prophecy of this book, you know, like, like the book of Jasher, the book of Enoch, the book of Mormon, the book of, uh, the book of your mama, the book of your daddy, the book of, 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 of Oprah, you're going to add unto the words of the prophecy of this book. God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Verse 19. Revelation chapter 22, verse 19. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So, I think, you know, with, 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 with these things being said from Peter, John, the angel to, to, to John on uh, the island of Patmos, to Christ, with the words of Christ being read, to the things being said now in Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, that if we're not going to pay attention to the prophecies of this book, then maybe you're building your house on sand, That what you're standing on, it, I mean, doesn't it make sense that you should make sure what you're building is going to, to stand on the words of God? Because that's the only thing that God's going to make sure it does stand is his word, not the word of this society, not the word of this world, not the word of Oprah or of Tyler Perry. I'm, I'm using that because they're billionaires of Jay-Z, of whoever, your mom, your dad, your cousin. Shouldn't we make sure that we're standing on the word of God based on the prophecies? And yes, I do have the, the, the definition of prophecy. I know you was waiting for it. I know you're waiting for it. Webster's 1828 Dictionary for the word prophecy. Webster's 1828 Dictionary for the word prophecy. It's from a Greek word. It's from a Greek word, which means to foretell. Before and to tell. 
And the sentence goes, this ought to be written prophecy. All right. Definition number one. Definition number one, a foretelling, prediction, a declaration of something to come. Please, 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 please believe you want to make sure you're building. Whatever it is you're building is being built upon the prophecies or if a, or a foretelling or a prediction or a declaration of things to come. That God said, not what your dream said, not what your mom said, not what your dad said, not what if you throw the bones, the chicken bones on the ground, not if you if you if you uh, 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 are into superstition, if you're looking for the omens that you saw a duck flying backwards and that's supposed to be a a, 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 a prophecy or omen. No, no. The prophecy that we find written. In the words of God's book, the foretelling and a prediction and a declaration of things that God had written down that we call the Bible. And they say a damn thing about your dreams. But as we're in, as you know, Martin Luther King's holiday just passed two days ago on, on, on Monday. But Martin had a dream. And here in San Antonio, they got dream week. This ain't. I'm going old school now. I'm going. You know, I, 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 y'all heard me go old school before. You know, and, and even in this, in this, this broadcast today, they ain't talking about the old TV sitcom. If you want to call it a sitcom, I Dream of Jeannie. They ain't talking about that. The prophecies of this book, the, knowing that Revelation chapter 19 verse 10, knowing that the, the spirit, the testimony of Christ is the spirit of prophecy, a foretelling, a prediction. A declaration of something to come. We're in the definition of prophecy from Webster's 1820 Dictionary. As God only knows future events with certainty. I'm gonna read this. I'm, I'm gonna read this whole definition. That part there. I'm gonna read that again fluidly. I ain't gonna interrupt myself. Prophecy from Webster's 1820 Dictionary. Number one. If we're telling prediction, a declaration of something to come as God only knows future events with certainty. No being but God or some person informed by him can utter a real prophecy. I, I want to do the explosion, but that, 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 that's 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 um, I don't know. I, I I need a sound effect that that like like you know. Um, I don't even know what a good sound effect would be right now. I guess like a. Um, I don't know. I need I need I need something behind. I mean, damn. Prophecy, from Webster's eighteen twenty dictionary, a foretelling, prediction, a declaration of something to come. As God only knows future events with certainty, not being no being but God or some person informed by him can utter a real prophecy. The prophecies recorded in scripture when fulfilled afford most convincing evidence 
of the divine original of the scriptures. As those who uttered the prophecies cannot have foreknown the events predicted without supernatural instruction. And guess where Webster got this understanding from? Second Peter chapter 1. this one once again definition of prophecy from Webster's 1820 dictionary prophecy a foretelling prediction a declaration of something to come as only God knows future events with certainty no being but God or some person informed by him can utter a real prophecy the prophecies recorded in scripture, not your dreams or a dream book, not in an omen that a black cat crossed your path. That if you step on a crack, you're going to break your mama's back. Or split the pole. If you break a mirror. And whatever other superstition that you've built with you and whoever, the prophecies recorded in Scripture, when fulfilled, afford most convincing evidence of the divine original of the Scriptures, as those who uttered the prophecies could not have foreknown the events predicted without supernatural instruction. This is why, blessed is he that readeth and heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Send out the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. By the way, I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. That hears the words of the what? Foretelling that here's a declaration of something to come of this book from God. As God only knows future events with certainty, not being, but no being, I'm sorry, no being, no being, but God or some person informed by him can utter a real prophecy. The prophecies recorded in scripture when fulfilled afford most convincing evidence of the divine original of the sins, of the scriptures. I'm sorry, original of the scriptures. As those who uttered the prophecies cannot have foreknown the events predicted without supernatural instruction. Evidence number two. In scripture, book of prophecies, a history as the prophecy of Ahijah in 2 Corinthians, 2 Chronicles chapter 9. All right. Uh, Definition number three, preaching, public interpretation of scripture, exhortation or instruction provided in Proverbs chapter 31. When we go to Amos chapter three, Amos chapter three, verse eight. Check this out, y'all. Please, 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 please. Amos chapter three, verse eight. 
The lion hath roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? When God actually speaks to a person, he's going to give them prophecy. That's why the scripture is written here. It didn't say a damn thing about will run up and down the pews. It didn't say not a damn thing about you know turning cartwheels, doing 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 a half inch pipe with a twist. In prophesying, when you're hearing God's word, you're going to prophesy because God's going to be telling you and giving you from His scriptures. Events that are going to happen in the future. You're going to predict and declare things that are going to happen in the future. And you can go and prove it in Scripture. You can go and find it in Scripture. Not your dreams. Not your imagination. But from what God said. What God had written down. What God called his sons. When 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 a pool somebody playing a shooting pool shooting shooting a game of pool billiards in order to win the game don't you got to call your shot on the eight ball and if you're playing if you, you, you if you get into the game of pool and you call a shot and don't make it don't you scratch your turn ain't that you, you, you missed your turn? Or even if you make, if you call a shot and the ball goes in the wrong pocket that you didn't call, they call that slop, and they'll pull the ball out like, nope, that don't count. You have to call every shot. That's as you, you, know, you, you start playing, you, you, you start really advancing in the game of pool or billiards. When, when you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of uh, Facebook uh, um, reels and TikTok posts and, and, and uh, YouTube shorts of basketball greats from the um, 80s and 90s talking about Larry Bird. That Larry Bird was one of the greater, great, greatest um, um, trash talkers in the league. And one of the things that made Larry Bird one of the greatest trash talkers in the league is that he would call his shots and then he would back it up. That made Larry Bird one of the top trash talkers in the whole NBA. He would call his shots, and he would he call the shot before he shot it. Then he would shoot it, and I mean, and he would make it to ever call your shot. One of the greatest legends of the many legends about Babe Ruth is that he he when he came up to bat, he pointed to to, to left center field or left or, or center field, and he was about to knock a home run, and by God, he called it. He hit a home run straight over center field, which is, I guess, on a baseball field to go from the home plate to center field. That's the furthest distance in the whole uh, uh, arena, I guess, or, or ball field. And then he called his shot and knocked it clear. I mean, he knocked it out of the park. And what, it made, what made it that much more amazing is that he called his shot. What made him a baseball god he called his shot. He called it before it happened. Not a God, not the God, 
Not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not the God of the Bible, but made him on a level of a legend with shot. If that can be done amongst men, and men get recognized for doing something great because they called their shot, they, 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 they give a prediction about what round they're going to knock somebody out in. Don't people make millions of bet and lose money every day in trying to predict and trying to call the shot of who's going to win a game, lose a game? They call it betting. How much more, how much more powerful is God that he calls his shots constantly? And if you cannot relate to that, maybe that's where your studying needs to take you to. Maybe you want to introduce that concept to your mind. Not just getting caught up into, I had this feeling I knew it was going to happen. No, I, no. We, we, we got enough of that. That's part of the reason why, why, why God bought the flood in the first place, because every man's imagination. Everybody followed their own imagination of what, what they felt, what they what they experienced or what they had going on. And like, like everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an imagination. But, but, but who's following God's predictions? Especially the ones he has. He took the time to have written in the Bible. He, he took the time to have them compiled and written down somewhere so that blessed is he that readeth and heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. When a lion roars, who's not going to be afraid? Who's not going to fear? In the same respect, when a lion roars, it says the Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? When God speaks, the prophets prophesy, and they write it down, and they've written these things down in a volume of books called the Bible. Ain't that ain't that ain't that ain't that something? Let's go into the apocrypha. Let's go into the book called the apocrypha to Ecclesiasticus or Syriac. Whichever, whichever one floats your boat. I'm, I grew up with Ecclesiasticus. So I'm going to say Ecclesiasticus. Ticus, Ecclesiasticus. That I, know, I differentiate Ecclesiastes from Ecclesiasticus because it says Ecclesiasticus and it reads Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is the one in front of the book of Isaiah. Ecclesiasticus is the one in the Apocrypha. But again, I'm not going to split hairs. If you grew up and you... Your teachers showed you or told you Syriac or Sirach. All right, cool. Sriracha, I don't know. Do your thing. It's all good. All right? Just know where we're reading from. All right? Chapter 39 and verse 1, where it says, But he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High. All right? So that's important. It is important that you give your mind to the laws of the Most High. That's very important. But check out the next part. That's not, that's not the, the end all right there. There's more to, to this verse. All right? 
So I'm going to read this again, and then I'm going to read on. Ecclesiasticus, Ecclesiasticus, chapter 39, verse 1. But he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High and is occupied, meditation thereof, will seek out the wisdom of all the ancient and be occupied in prophecy. I'm still here. I'm, I'm just trying to let that silence be like for a dramatic effect. Ecclesiasticus chapter 39 verse 1. But he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High and is occupied in the meditation thereof. You're meditating on the laws of... Oh, there's so much to unpack right, with this right here. Not only are you, are we, should a person give their mind to the law of the Most High, you should be occupied in the meditation thereof. Are you meditating on the law of the Most High? Or is it enough that, okay, because you pray over your food, that's all you have to then because you just think about pork. So you make sure you're not eating pork. But that's as far as you meditate. That's as far as your mind goes. All right, maybe you're you're a juvenile, may I guess. Maybe your mind capacity doesn't. That's as far as you can take it. But if you're supposed to be an adult, and that's as far. I mean, and is occupied. I'm reading on. Reading on, and is occupied in the meditation. In the meditation thereof, will seek out the wisdom of all the ancient. It's going to seek out the wisdom of who? All the ancient. Not the wisdom of your modern day and what they're doing what seems like wisdom today, but doesn't have nothing to do with meditating on the law of the most high and how the most high does things. But you're looking at just what seems like wisdom today, but you're not checking out or referring to any of the wisdom of all the ancients. You know, where somebody might be saying, you might want to be studying and give your mind over to the prophecies and how the prophecies match up so that you might know what the right direction to go in is. Oh, and by the way, he that giveth his mind to the law of the Most High and is occupied in the meditation thereof will seek out the wisdom of all the ancients and be occupied in prophecies. Occupied in prophecies. <laughs> St. John. Going back to, you know, our, our guy. All right? St. John, chapter 14, verse 29. St. John, chapter 14, verse 29. St. John, chapter 14, verse 29. And now, I have told you before. Oh, by the way, this is the words of Christ in red. All right, this is this is Christ speaking. This was one of the conversations that John wrote down for us to 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 have for our learning of what Christ said. And now, Saint John chapter fourteen verse twenty nine. This is what the Messiah said. This is what John, the beloved of Christ, 
the one who actually had was so you know so close to Christ, so I mean so so bonded with Christ that he could lay his head on Christ's shoulder. I don't know too many grown ass men that can lay their head on lay their heads on my shoulders. I mean, just me as a man, just me as as as, as Mashaba. I mean, physically, I can see like my oldest son, any of my sons, I can see that. Of my actual sons, my you know biological, I can I, I can see that. Where they would come and just you know come sit down, lay their head on my shoulder, I I, I can see that. Or just want to just give me a hug, you know. I I Dar is great for that. I Dar. Just love, I, Idar is a hugger. If y'all didn't know, Idar is a hugger. All right, Idar, yeah, Allah, he loves hugs. Idar is a hugger. All right, um, he loves hugs. Um, again, I'm speaking about the male gender, males. I don't know how many grown men. You know, my Ayahana, the brother here was for the truth. My Ayahana. There's something about that man that that I, if he ever did, just need to come. Need a shoulder to lean on. He'd have it all day long. To so actually, I mean, I would not feel awkward. I'm only bringing this point up because, I, again, I'm, I'm trying to bring bring some 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 uh, something. I don't know what word I'm going to even look for right now. It would be the right word to use to try and reflect on and bring some emphasis. I guess the word I might I'm, what, that might be a proper word to use right now. Some emphasis on. John, that John wrote this down about Christ, the Messiah, his friend. Hell, his brother. Once Christ told him, watch out for my mom. The mom, watch out for him like he's your son. You know, his adopted brother, my brother from another on the real, I mean, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. John, St. John, St. John, the beloved, chapter 14, verse 29, wrote this down about his friend, wrote this down about his friend, his brother. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it has come to pass, you might believe. Is this Christ giving evidence or insight into the power of God's word, the power of God? That is... In understanding that when God says something and it comes to pass, that that's what God is given as a witness for people now to believe in God more? Or is the fact that you was able to pay a bill? What, what, what standard are you looking at of why you believe in God? Of why you believe in Jesus? But we're reading a conversation, a statement that was made by the Messiah, by one of his beloved 
apostles, one of his beloved teachers, that the evidence he's leaving, the, the, the breadcrumbs he's leaving, the trail of evidence he's leaving, for a person to believe in him, that he has been sent by God, not the Cadbury bunny and eggs that are, you know, wrapping through the stores right now, getting ready for, for the Lupercalia, otherwise known as uh, Valentine's Day. No, not talking about that. Not talking about that. No, 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 no. What Christ left us, not the Christmas tree, not his birthday. No, nope, he didn't leave us that. To believe that he's the son of God. Not his... Uh, not his entry into this world. But that what? John chapter 14, verse 29. And now, I have told you before it come to pass that when it is come to pass, you might believe. You have to believe something. Mm-mm. I not believe in me. I let the scripture set you free. I think that's the point of sisters from the movie Car Wash back in the day, Witcher Pride. Christ said that we're going, when he left us to believe in him, is that before things happen, before coming to pass, that when it comes to pass, now you might believe. All right. Revelations, as the countdown is starting to begin. Revelations, chapter 19, verse 10. Revelations, chapter 19, verse 10. The book of Revelations, chapter 19, verse 10. And here again, we have John. You know, because it is the book of Revelations. Let me get that. Let me get that real quick. Let, let, let me get that. Super quick, super duper quick, super duper. Rapido. Rapido, rapido. Revelations, chapter 1. Um, search. I need this real quick. I need this real quick. P-A-T-M-O-S. Right, Revelation chapter one verse nine. Revelation chapter one verse nine. The book of Revelations, chapter one and verse nine. It says what? Revelations chapter one verse nine. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, Hamashiach, Yahweh Shai, the Messiah, Yeshua, that guy, all right, um, was on the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. All right? So we got the book of Revelations, which was revealed to John while he was who is our brother, 
who is our companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. All right? So John, this is that same John, all right? Revelation 19, verse 10. This will be our last verse for today. Revelation 19, verse 10. And yes, brothers and sisters, I feel a part three coming up. But just a part two, just in dealing with the, the prophecies. I feel a part two coming up just with dealing with the prophecies. So, Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. And it reads, And I fell at his feet to worship him. So this is John, who fell at the feet of an angel. He fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, and the angel said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Yeshua, Yahweh Shai, the Messiah. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Of prophecy. If we're not going to deal with that when it comes to dealing with worshiping God and what you're building your foundation on, how you how you how you plan things, the what what you make priorities. I, I can't I, I can't tell you all assuredness that um you're building your you're building whatever you're building on, on a rock. All right, brother and sister, with that, uh, our two hours has expired. It is twelve noon. Uh, I do want to thank everybody who did get a chance to uh, listen in, whether you listen in live, do, do our actual live broadcast, um, or you might be catching an archive. Right? You might be catching an archive. Um, I am open to um, – you can contact me. You can text me, Eric, at 210-784-8463. Um, All right. Uh, again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, today is Wednesday. All right. Today is Wednesday. And we do have uh, two YouTube classes going on tonight. Uh, we have starting at 7 p.m. Uh, on the YouTube YouTube channel, um, S-O-W, that's S dot O dot W dot uh, Houston, Texas and Texas TX uh, Stream of Wisdom. Uh, they have class tonight starting at 7. And then we also have uh, the Sword of Truth um, uh, has a class tonight. Starting at 7:30. All right. So they're there. They're there for you. All right. Again, we do, do ask you to please subscribe, like, and share, uh, and then check us out tomorrow. Uh, check us out tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday, and we're looking for another edition of FYI for your information. Come from our brother Tazapa, and not sure if that's going to be in the morning because of his work schedule, or if it will be in the evening. But I will definitely be sending out the notifications um, either uh, personally uh, through text message or on Facebook. All right, that it'll definitely be there. It'll definitely be there to let everybody know. All right. Uh, so with that, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Hopefully you you did um, um, get some type of uh, understanding, some edification, and some direction 
All right. May, hopefully that, that that's the case. All right. Hopefully that is the case. All right. So with that, uh, my name is Mashaba, and for Bible Talk, I would like to say Shalom. Yahweh is one.